0: Welcome to A Raw Perspective, a fresh point of view. I'm your host, Richard Anthony Wallace. Thank you again for listening to another podcast on behalf of all the listeners. You can check out my Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash A Raw Perspective or just go to Instagram.com slash A Raw Perspective to keep up with any content related to this podcast. If you feel generous to tip a brother, there is a tip jar below, and you can share this podcast anywhere where you get your podcasts. So enjoy. Today's topic is one that's near and dear to my heart. It's the reason why I have existence. It is a conversation with my With my father. Yet. My father had passed away back. November 16. 2018. And. How am I supposed to have a conversation. With. A person that's no longer on this earth. Good question. I'm I'm just here to talk about. Some of the life. Lessons that he had instilled in me. Uh. It's so always always interesting talking about my dad because it's going on year three of him. The last time I've actually physically got to see him. If people don't know prior, or if you are more than welcome to listen to one year without dad, two year without dad, you'll you'll know the whole story of how he passed away. I was I was there. Me and my mother were there. Uh, when I saw my father actually take his last breath. And that will always stick with me for the rest of my life. Just seeing life go away. It is yeah, it's a it's, it it is a, a sight that I, I wouldn't wish on anybody. Uh that is why I continually go to grief counseling to talk about some of the challenges that I experienced with my father's passing. That's the reason why I started this podcast. That is the reason why I decided to just stop sitting on my ass and actually take initiative to do stuff. Because before he he passed, I was pretty complacent. Uh, Even though I said I never took my parents for granted, I took him for granted. Still do with my mom. Just going to assume that I wake up, she's still going to be there. And when my dad passed, he wasn't sick or anything. He just had come back from surgery, routine out of out of outpatient surgery, and three days later, he he passed away um, due to pulmonary embolism. Which is a blood clot in the lung. So that's how he passed away from routine surgery. And you know that 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 fucks with me a lot. Just here today, gone tomorrow. We were actually I, I remember the last basketball game that we were watching, and yeah, and we were watching it. It was my alma mater. Against William and Mary. And this is the time that said that USC was going to win. And they did. Um, That was our last basketball game together. And that was our thing. We used to watch sports together. And we used to, yeah, we used to watch sports together, particularly basketball. That was our escape, watching the Chicago Bulls. We would cuss out the players for for not holding their weight, even though my mom would always say, Why are you cussing at the TV? You know they can't hear you But well, we would cuss at the T V anyway. <laughs> and that was that was our bonding moment. We used to go to the basketball games together. There was one time at my my graduate school, University of Kansas, their perennial powerhouse in in basketball. Not saying that they win the championship every year, but they're always there to compete, and those tickets are really hard to come by. I actually got the tickets from one of our fraternity brothers, the late great Donnie Kersey, who actually passed away this year due to COVID related symptoms. He was the one that got tickets for me and my dad to go see. I believe it was like Andrew Wiggins and Joel Embiid <laughs> playing. Yeah, play, play basketball. Yeah. Used to see those guys on campus, which is crazy. Now they're multi million dollar athletes. But as far as this, this is supposed to be dad talk, right? My dad was born March 26, 1957, and came from a hard working family. Grandfather had landscaping and asphalt business self-made millionaires however there's definitely challenges with living in that family dynamic I I can go on and on about the challenges that my dad had to endure seeking the approval and love of his father my grandfather had asshole tendencies he was an asshole I, I can wholeheartedly say that now and as far as any inheritance, it was squashed away, wasted. And my dad didn't want that for his family, so. He instilled that we should be able to pass on generation the wealth after he's gone. And he's always instilled that in me as far as financial upbringings for, for the next generation. And... With him being invested in life insurance policies, having investments in different places, it's really helped my mother, who is the the bearer of of those assets, to financially move on without my dad being the sole breadwinner in, in the household. Now, obviously, we would trade assets for him any day in a heartbeat. And I see the hurt on my mom's face. I see it every day. She's not the same woman that, that she was when my dad was alive. Just to see her day in day out, it's... A part of her died the same day that my father passed away. And that's tough as, as a child of, of a parent. Because you'll never be able to fill that void of what she's going through. But my dad will always say that she w- he would take care of her. And, and he is. In the midst of a, a global pandemic where my mom is in the makeup artistry, beauty business, that was eradicated. And she
1: didn't have the financial
0: means to, to support herself, but fortunate enough, there, there's a silver lining through all the the grief and despair that my dad said that he would he would take care of her and, and he has during this time obviously i'm I'm helping out with utilities and whatnot and trying to do the best I can to to be a supportive son uh, to make sure that she she's good as good as she can be And I think the thing about my father knowing that once he departed this earth he told me that I should be fine and have no regrets when when he leaves this earth I I don't have any regrets I, I never had I don't have anything ill will to say of my father I had a great father I have a great mother I had a great father who was there to love, support me during my challenges as I was growing up as a young man into the man that I am today. I use some of the principles that he's instilled in me to at least try and be a decent human being. Was he perfect? No. Not not by any means. Even him owning up to some of the, the challenges that, that he endured uh, by having another woman pregnant, which happens to be my brother's mother. My father still tried to do the best that he could to be part of my brother's life. And I, I know my brother can can attest that I'm not going to speak for him, but my dad did try to, to build that relationship with him. And I, I believe that they did have that relationship later in life. Um, for that, for that time loss. truly, and I, I always had a good time with my father, I, I remember many road trips, he would take me to his hometown of Waukegan, Illinois, he was so proud of Waukegan, Illinois, he would list off landmarks time and time again, and my mother and I, every time that we would go up, he would have to make his runs, he would always repeat the same story over and over and over and over again. And we would drive up. This is where I met your mother at, at uh, Allstate. They didn't have that bridge over there. I'm like, okay, dad, don't care. This is where, this is my, my childhood home off a of Judge. I used to stay in the, in the attic. I'm like, okay, dad, don't care. This is the this is Whittier, Whittier Elementary. This is where I went to school. This is where I started. Don't care, Dad. <laughs> uh, this is the, the pool that I almost drowned in, and I was I was saved by the lifeguard. Like, okay, Dad, don't care. We're gonna go to Hillary's barbecue because that's my favorite favorite spot, and I'd be like, okay, Dad, don't care. Now that he's gone, I still have those memories, and I do care. There's countless other things that and he would state. He, he's a, a proud alum of Northern Illinois University. And he, me and him kind of had similar academic paths, except he didn't transfer, I did. But the thing that we did have in common is we were resident assistant, resident advisors, whatever you want to call them. We were RAs. And that's how he had his room and board paid for, and that's what I wanted to do with my family. Even though my family was paying for my education, and I was privileged enough to have that, I still wanted to help out my family any way I could by diminishing the room and board costs. So I saved them a ton of money. When I became an RA, and me and him had the similar path. Uh, me and him joined the same fraternity, Alpha, Alpha Fraternity Incorporated is the reason why you became an alpha because your dad was an alpha. Uh yeah. That's pretty much the reason why because I saw the men that that he channel himself around and I wanted to aspire to be a man like that, a man of courage, man of integrity, man of honor, man of respect. And that's why I wanted to join the organization. I was privileged enough for him to be a part of my my crossing into the to the organization and we, uh, we would be brothers for life until we meet again in the omega chapter that is that is my bro through and through he was he always was there man uh, he was there when i i got my first professional job well he was there when i graduated high school he was there when i graduated college he was there when i graduated grad school He even drove me cross-country to Washington State University in Pullman, Washington. We went from Aurora, Illinois to Pullman, Washington, which is about a three-day journey. And going across the country as two black men in rural Montana, rural North Dakota, rural Idaho, we had to make sure that we were staying in the most populous towns, which, aka the most liberal towns. I was like Fargo, North Dakota, <laughs> Bismarck, North or something. Uh, Bismarck, I don't know. I don't even know my land, my geography anymore. Missoula, Montana, uh, <laughs> into Pullman, Washington, and when I mean, we would have stories, man, we we would talk about sports talk about love life talk about finances we would talk about a lot of things and these are, are memories that I will always have and I will always cherish with him i think the best memory was his his last birthday that we were all together when we went to Cabo Mexico he wanted to have he wanted to do it big for Cabo um, so we had rented a villa he just, he went all out, man. Got a villa, and we, we had this huge house to ourselves. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. Man, and, then, and it was spring break, so me and my brother Kyle, we were like, turn it up for the spring break part of it, and my dad got to enjoy his 60th birthday, and I'm glad that I was there. I'm glad that, that we had that memory, that experience. I'm glad that I was able to share that moment with him. I'm even glad to at least be there um, during his final moments. as messed up as that sounds. I was there. He was there when I was born and I was there when he died. It's kind of crazy how that is. Uh, at least I, I had to got to say goodbye. Even though it wasn't the goodbye that I wanted to have, there's no goodbyes when you are losing someone that suddenly, and it's it's always gonna just eat at me. It's like I, I could have did something better, or even my mom. I know it eats at her every single day. What could I have done differently, to to help rectify the issue? What could I do? Like what what we couldn't see the signs. What 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 was I yeah, we couldn't see it. It's crazy, man. And I don't know if my dad was... Had... Like... Um, I don't even know what you call that. Uh, he just knew that he was about to pass away. Or subconsciously knew. That's why he was prepping us... For what what had, what was about to transpire. And... He would I would always listen to my dad always listen to my dad and even with his funeral I did that that to the T he wanted to have the, the funeral he wanted to have the Omega service he wanted this he wanted to be buried by his mother. We did all that. <laughs> we, we honored my father's wishes because I would listen to him when he talked. And the only thing that bums me out is when I do get married, he's not going to be there. Not going to be there to say, yeah, that's my boy. Getting married to the love of his life. Like, he's not going to meet my my significant other. Which kills me. Because, you know. I would like for her to meet him. I mean, I think she would be able to see that that he lives within me and the type of man that I that I aspire to be is that is 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 him is him and, and another thing that's going to going to suck is he won't be able to see his his grandchildren because cuz with me I would be it's either between me or Kyle but for me for my dad and my mom, that'll be first grandchild. So, otherwise, there's there's no no lineage to be to be passed on from there. And I I would like to to have some lineage keep on as uh, when it's my time to depart this earth. Look, I'm thirty years old right now. I don't have it all figured out. I, I, I don't plan on having to figure it figured out tomorrow. But what I do know is, before I leave this earth, I want to have a long, prosperous life where I can enjoy my spouse, enjoy my kids, praying that my spouse, my kids, myself, have long, fruitful lives with minimal challenges that we have to endure and if we have these challenges we can overcome these challenges I I, I pray life over over the future family that, I, that I'm not destined to see and I know that's what my father would want me to instill in, in my future family, he wants me to make sure that that I'm taking care of them as best as I can um, I, I, I feel in the core of my being that me and my spouse are going to have going to have wealth and we're going to be able to give back to, to communities, going to give back to people that have assisted us along the way and be able to ingrain that into the children and be able to give back and and just be able to, to provide a, a voice to marginalized groups, marginalized identities not let the money change us I see that for us. I do, I do. And like I, I aspire to to move to another country. That's that's not that's nothing new. I I aspire to do that, and I feel like I'm on on the right path to to doing all these things. I I don't want to rush life away. That's never something that I want to do. I do want to make sure that I am in a in a place where I am single-minded. Where my physical and my mental is aligned as one. Because I know there's, there's, there's great things that are about to happen in this life. Because I'm, I'm Richard Wallace's kid. And he did great things. Even though he didn't have a long life, he did have a productive life. My aspiration is to have a long and productive life. My spouse included, my children included. I speak life over them. I haven't met these kids yet. <laughs> and I already love these kids. And I wanna speak life into them. Speak life into to my spouse who will be the carrier of these kids whenever they, they come into the to the picture, you yeah. know. Hopefully, you know, smooth transition with, with delivery. And yeah, I, I I, think if my dad was here today, he would tell me, keep doing what you're doing, son. Know that I'm proud of you. Know that I love you. Love your mother, too. And he's always been there. And I'm glad that I, I still have a video of him that I got, and you'll be able to hear his voice as I play it. I love you, son. I love Kyle. I love the family. Uh, wish you the best of success. No shit. Love you all. Amen. And with that being said, this is a raw perspective. My name is Richard Anthony Wallace. Peace.